Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Today's guest is super powerful. He's got an awesome story. Um, he grew up with a pretty rough life. Uh, his family didn't make a lot of money. They were always scraping by living off food stamps in a really rough neighborhood. He made a promise to himself to escape that and eventually become successful for himself. By the age of 27, he made $1.5 million in real estate and has been able to create amazing success for himself and run several multi-million dollar companies. He's the host of the Danny Morrell Show and has interviewed some of the big names such as Gerard Adams, Ed Milat, Gary Vee, and has been featured in Forbes Entrepreneur and Business Insider. So I'm really excited to have him share his story. Danny Morrell, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Lance. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, awesome, man. Maybe just take us back. Um, you know, you, you sound like you grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood and you had, you know, idolized different shows like Beverly Hills, Nano Tono, like a lot of us, a lot of us did growing up wishing that we would sort of, you know, one day get somewhere like that. So maybe just paint us a picture of, uh, how you grew up and, you know, where you're at today. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I mean, it was a rough neighborhood, but there was just a lot of love in my upbringing and in my family. So I guess you could say that we didn't have much when it came to um, materialistic things. Um, but we, I was brought up by an incredible mother. I had incredible aunts and uncles and cousins all around me. And so I think because of that love, and I think that when love is present, then you are able to choose between right and wrong a little bit easier. Um, and I had gangs all around me. I had drugs all around me. Um, and yet the reality is, is that no, none of that ever called for my attention. I was always actually afraid of that stuff. Um, and I think it's because I was taught right from wrong. And I think it's because there was just a lot of love um, in, in my family, in my family life. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, I, I kind of grew up in the same thing. I, you know, it was a rough sort of neighborhood, but when you have that love, it, it makes it a lot easier um, even later on in life. Cause you, you, you realize you have these, these core values that you get that, you know, maybe some didn't and they come out in, in different parts of your life. So, so how did, so you, you started out and then, you know, what made you, what made you get into what you got into? Like, what did you start off doing? Did you play sports and all that? you know, and then hone those skills into getting to real estate? Yeah, no. Um, you know, I played sports in high school. Uh, uh, baseball was my favorite sport, but I wasn't that good at it. Um, so I kind of lived vicariously through my younger brother, who was really, really good in baseball. Um, I was good at wrestling, so I wrestled three years. Uh, almost made it to the Masters tournament, which is, is I was the league champion, and then I went on to the CIF tournament, and I just missed the cut for masters, but regardless, um, I was never the greatest athlete in the world, but I, but my desire to win was great. And so 
you know, for just being in wrestling for three years, for example, I did pretty good because I just, I, I love winning. Winning is very important to me and not necessarily competing against anybody else. I love winning based off of what I know I am capable of achieving. There's, there's, there's something always inside of me that sees what's possible. And then I just always ask myself, come on, dude, like, like if so-and-so could do it, why, why couldn't you do it? You know, and, and then I just go through that process in my mind. Um, and it always turns up with the answer. There's no reason why other than, you know, you're not thinking big enough. You're not working hard enough. You're not focused enough, you know, whatever the case may be. So what kind of challenges though? Like, you know, what kind of real things stick out to you that, that you had to overcome in order to become successful? Because making that kind of money at 27, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a bit. And I mean, that's not easy for, you know, the every, every average Joe, you know, so. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because. Today we own a company and in our company we have, um, you know, what is it, 400 agents now, a little bit more than that right now. And, you know, a lot of them are young. And it's, it's so interesting because now we train them. And I remember, like, I look at some of these guys they are like 22, 23 years old. And I guess I'll put it to you this way. The, the things that your average 22, 23, 24-year-old thinks about, I wasn't thinking about. I was thinking about flat out just making a better life. By then, I was already a homeowner. My goal was to buy my mother a house by the time I was 21 years old. And I set that goal literally the minute I, the day after high school. And so, you know, the challenges, I think the primary challenge that every entrepreneur must face is the challenge of what's going on in their head. That's the, that's the number one battle that every entrepreneur must face. Tony Robbins says that business is a reflection of the soul. And so if you have a positive, energetic, passionate, uh, powerful soul, well, you'll have a positive, energetic, passionate, powerful business. And yet if you're constantly doubting yourself, not to say that ever goes away, by the way, but yeah. if you're constantly feeding into the doubt, the negativity, the worry, uh, so forth and so on, then your business will reflect that, believe it or not. It won't, it won't grow and it won't scale at the level that that you, that you could grow or scale at necessarily. So I, I would say that the biggest challenge we all must face as an entrepreneur, sure, we didn't have money for advertising. Sure, I, I didn't have money for food. Sure, I didn't have money to, for gas at the very beginning. Yeah, but that, eventually, guys, look, you, you kind of got to get over That's just life. That, that's just life. That's not the real battle. You think that's the real battle. That's not the real battle. That's a circumstance. Right. And circumstances through hard work and vision, you can get past really easily. The real battle is what's going on in here is the battle up here. Yeah, that's so true. You know, mastering discipline, mastering yourself, because if you can't master your own mind, you can't master anything. It all starts there. And yeah, when you start to go within and you really realize that the hardest, the hardest thing is just mastering yourself and those simple things every day. Did you have, um, as you've become more successful, have you had some things like, now that personal development has kind of been talked about a lot more lately, are there some things like that, that you've been able to tap in that you've noticed that you've had to apply into your life to get that kind of success on yeah. a daily basis? Yeah. So, um, you know, the way I like to describe it, like for, for, for example, in our business, the, the real estate business, right? Yeah. There's different phases of the business. And what I realized, because I, 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 I have a coaching company, I have a real estate company, right? What, what I realize is that people get stuck in these phases, right? So, so the first phase is you're a salesperson. And um, a salesperson is exactly what a salesperson sounds like. They go out and they sell. 
What, what happens, however, is that some seminar companies and some coaches teach people to say the affirmation, for example, I am a great salesperson, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I like to think a lot bigger than that. I like to think that sales is a role in a business, and a role in a business can be replaced, uh, can, can be um, delegated to, can be done better than you can do it by, by somebody else. And so when we really think about it that way, then being a salesperson, that's just a part of the machine, right? Yeah. And, the, and so then the second one is you essentially need to become a CEO. And, and a lot of people like to throw that title around, you know, everybody on Instagram, oh, I'm a CEO, a CEO, like CEO of what? You're a CEO of yourself. Let's just get real. I mean, let's just be yeah. real. Pick the funk, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, a chief executive officer, you see, that's, that's very, very different. And it's, I'll be perfectly honest with you. This was three years ago. We were already doing half a million in sales annually. We already had a decent-sized company. Um, and yet my coach would tell me all the time, he'd say, Danny, you got to convert from being a salesperson to a CEO. He says, it's the biggest battle you're going to face. And I said, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I got it. I got it. I would never get it. And I, and, I, and I really knew that I didn't get it until he finally asked me this question. He says, hey, Danny, how strong are your operations? And I go, mm, they're okay. Why are they okay? Well, because I'm, I'm great at sales, but operationally, I'm not, I'm not the greatest strength. Which, by the way, we all have two personalities where they're good at the vision, the sales, or we're good at the, 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 the operation side of the business, right? Right. And, uh, and he goes, okay, so when will you hire a chief operating officer? And right there, I just froze. I froze because chief operating officer sounds like a lot of money to pay somebody, right? That, that's all I heard. And so as salespeople, typically, we don't think about that. We don't, we don't want to invest in our business in that way. Sure, we'll invest in some marketing, but for a lot of salespeople to invest in an assistant, it's scary. It's scary for people. They don't, they don't want to jump that bridge. And that's why I say people get stuck, right? Well, I needed to, I, I became a CEO and I started behaving like a CEO, but then the next level is to be a business owner. The business owner essentially oversees a company that is growing and operating with or without them. That doesn't mean that I don't train my agents. That doesn't mean I don't meet with my leadership staff. It's just the role changes. Well, in order to become that role, um, quite frankly, you need to be able to kind of pay the piper and you need to hire some great, powerful people to now run your organization on your behalf. So for all the entrepreneurs out there listening, you know, I know for most of you, not 80% of you listening right now, whether you like it or not, you're still in that salesperson role because you've got to go sell to make or advertise or market to make, you know, money come in. Eventually you want to delegate what you're doing now so that you could step up into the CEO and have several people doing what you're doing today to survive. Yeah, that's interesting. That's um, so. At what point, the people listening out there, you guys, like, what? At what point do they make that shift, or when do they know it's time to do that? Yeah. So you know, when do they say, "Hey, it's time to step up my game and and take it next level here"? Yeah. So, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but you know, last year at Relentless, uh, we had uh, Alex Rodriguez, we had um, uh, Rob Deerdeck, um, Ed Milet was there. It was an an incredible event. It's an event that I put on every year. Well, I, I showed them that ladder. There's, there's essentially a ladder that you have to kind of follow. There's a couple of more steps. But, but the one word that you need that will dictate not only how fast, Lance, but when is momentum. M- momentum is everything. 
and and you you can't ever expect to climb up the ladder of of essentially being an entrepreneur and and essentially just overseeing your company and just being an owner if you don't have massive momentum. And what does momentum mean? Momentum means you can't be selling onesies or twosies. You, you got to do hundreds. You got to do volume and you got to think that big and you got to act that big and you have to invest that big. That's what momentum means. Wow. So let, yeah, let's, let's dive in a little bit to this. What you're about. Um, how do you say relentless vent? Is, or how do you, how well, do you pronounce the event is relentless. Uh, the URL, the website is relentlessevent.com. This year I'm really excited. We got uh, Kobe Bryant coming, which I don't think I've ever heard him speak at an event ever before. So, so this is a big deal, man. That's epic. So let's paint us a picture of this event. Like talk us through like what, what's the, what, what do you go into it thinking? Yeah. Like, what do you, uh, what, what are you trying to pull out of people? Like that's, this is uh this is fascinating. Cause you got some real big names coming there. Yeah. So look, first and foremost, and this, I have a belief about what my job and my role is on this planet. And that is to help inspire people and teach them and liberate them so that they can see what's really possible for them. So as a result of that, I take it very, very seriously when someone decides to buy a ticket to my event or join my coaching program or, you know, whatever the case may be. So the the number one thing we do not do at Relentless is it's not a pitch fest. That's number one. And, and 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 I say that because a lot of events nowadays, you're sitting there and it's just speaker after speaker that's coming in trying to sell you something. One big I, sales I, funnel. Yeah, that, that's just like, I, I just, it just, that honestly, that's just, that's to yeah. me like being in a gang or doing drugs. It just feels wrong. It feels not authentic. Yeah. So first things first, the three-day event is carried by me, meaning it's my curriculum where on day one, right, we have to work on the being and the mindset. So we've got to dig deep. We've got to find out how you see yourself. We've got to find out if you see yourself worthy of success. We've got to see if you don't, what's stopping you. We've got to, we got to look back and see what happened as a little boy or as a little girl that, that made you feel the way you feel. I mean, we go deep, Lance. We really go deep. It's day, day one, a lot of times people are like, I'm done. oh my God, like this was worth it just day one, right? So then, so then day two, and by the way, I'm a big believer in working out. So every morning of the event, we have a 5.30 a.m. workout. Because I'm just a big believer. Awesome, man. If if you really want to be a success, it starts with being a successful human being. And so every morning of the workout, it's so awesome. We've got like, you know, there's 3,000 people in attendance, but a good five to 600, like wake up every morning. We're pumped up. We're we're sweating. Music is going. We got a celebrity trainer, uh, Ainsley. Adams is, uh, is going to be there. Uh, and we've got a couple of other trainers coming. But day two is all about sales. Yeah. So, you know, what's the biggest thing that keeps people from understanding how to get more sales, how to find leads, and then how to convert those leads? So we literally, like, role play. I teach people how to sell. I teach people the words to use. I teach people the, the, uh, the energy in which to save them. Like we, we have a live role play. People like practice, you know, all around. And it's day, day two is all about sales. And then day three, um, just because this is dear to my heart, again, we wake up in the morning, we work out. Uh, the event starts at 9 a.m. But day three is a big day because what happens when you make a lot of sales? You make a lot of money. 
Well, if you don't know what to do with your money, you're going to stay broke. So day three is about wealth building. And so that's the, the entire three days. It's a mindset day, a sales day, and then a wealth building day. Wow. That's awesome. So what do you find to be the, the most that like holding people back? A lot of limited beliefs, right? Probably like a lot of different things that, yeah. that have been installed in them as a kid that they bring into their lives. Now I've noticed that a lot and I've been doing a lot of this work too. That's why I love hearing it. Um, it fascinates me and I love hearing more stuff like this happening because it's so important to get to the root of what is bothering and like, what is holding you back, you know, and it all starts with your body. And I love that how you're that you guys work out and then you like, it's a whole body experience and to be able to tap into all those ways and to be able to extract, you know, what's holding you back is super, super important at, at becoming successful. Yeah. So look, I, I would say that first and foremost, you know, the way you see yourself is everything. Um, like I'll give you an example and this is a little bit tough to speak about, but I bring it up cause it's an example. Um, you know, there are people out there who have been in an abusive relationship. Yeah. You know, uh, and when you're in an abusive relationship, whether we choose to see this or not, and then you, and then you find people who keep going back into and keep attracting abusive relationships. Well, why does this happen? It happens because deep in the subconscious mind, they see themselves as being worthy of that or like that's all they could find, right? And so where you, if you, you know, think about maybe a, a, another person and you look at that person, you think there's no way that person would ever, ever let anybody lay a hand on them. Why? Because they have certain standards about how they see themselves. Well, when it comes to success, success is the same way. You know, success is the same way. Um, for a lot of people, they don't see themselves worthy of living a successful life. They don't see themselves worthy. And so to invest in a nice chair or to invest in nice computers or clothing or, you know, they, 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 people are just perfectly okay with getting by, but yet they want to do better. And so no one has taught them to address their standards. And so we do that on day one of Relentless. We, we, we do that by helping them to first identify how they truly see themselves. Second, by shifting it and helping them to identify how they want to envision themselves. Uh, third, we work on helping people to set a new standard for every area of their life. And uh, really kind of when you piece that all together, that makes a being, right? And so a being choice leads to a doing decision. Doing is action. And when the action is there, then you can have whatever you want in life, basically. Yeah. And it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's, it's amazing how, how many people have that scarcity mindset as in not abundance mindset. And I was the same, but as I've learned to, to identify both, it's, it's unbelievable how many people talk to themselves like they don't deserve these things sure. Sure. and, and you, 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 and how they, the conversations they have with themselves, right? If you're constantly telling yourself that you're poor and you don't deserve to be rich and you don't, that money is bad and all these things. I mean, what do you think is going to happen, right? Money's not going to come knocking on your door if you, if you don't, you know, invite it into your life, you know? You know, it's so funny. So every day on Instagram, I'll post a thought in my stories. Um, and, it's, and it's on my wallpaper. For those of you guys who are just following me now, go on my wallpapers, the little story section, and you see all my thoughts. And they're, they're all some, some, some pretty deep thoughts, right? Well, the other day I posted one 
and I posted something along the lines of success leaves clues. So find out what poor people think and don't think that and find out what wealthy people think and think that, right? Yeah. So I did it on Twitter or something and right away, like, you know, you always get feedback because what happens is people don't like to be confronted with the truth. And the truth is, is that there's no handouts that's going to save you. There's no hero that's going to save you. The hero is you and the handout is yourself, period of the story. So people don't like to be confronted with the truth because if it's true that you live in this great country like most of us live and that we all have an opportunity to become whatever we want to become and we're just not becoming it, then the blame isn't out there. The blame is in here. Yeah. And people have a difficult time uh, being honest with themselves about the fact that the blame is in See, I have no problem understanding that the blame is in here and the blame is in here. Yeah. But I'd rather understand that and address it than say that the blame is out there. And that's where 80% of society is. It's, you know, it's the government. It's Trump's fault. It's uh, the freaking wall. It's, uh, I don't know, it's the vaccinations. It's uh, all the crap that people <laughs> buy into, right? Yeah. And somebody just being honest and saying, it's, it's all on me, dude. It's, it's my fault. Yeah, you got to own up to it. I mean, you can stop looking out for the external circumstances exactly. And it's so hard for some people. But, you know, when you, when you start to do that, you know, you really start to take control of your life. It's ownership, right? You're owning your life. And um, you got, but at the same time, you got to own the bad shit. And you, got, you know, if you're going to own the good shit, you got to own the bad as well, right? And that's, that's the beautiful thing of it, right? So a lot of times people want to take credit for the good, but then when the bad comes, they don't. So, um, um, so let, let, let's get into this also, man, your, your, your show that you have. So you've had some amazing guests on there. Let's, let's talk about what the tone of that show is and, and you know, what people can expect if they come check you out. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny, my show is on a little bit of a hiatus right now, hiatus right now. And now, um, it's because we are kind of redeveloping my brand. Um, we just launched a beautiful new website, relentlessevent.com. Uh, we just launched a beautiful personal website for myself, dannymorello.com. And um, yeah, we've had some great guests on the show, but you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, just to be full disclosure, I'm trying to find a balance between like what I give and, 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 and really the deep information that people need. It's more than on just the show. Like, like I want to get deep with people. So I'm, I'm a little giving my attention more towards my events right now. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the show. We'll see. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, that's, that's why, I mean, for me, university of adversity as well, it's hard sometimes to extract that in a short period of time, but like really digging deep to those stories and really, you know, extracting that so that you can really help people and inspire them because it's like that one thing that they may have heard They're like, Oh, I went through that. You know, and, and can really transform the way they think, because I know that's what I needed when I was struggling, man. Yeah. I just, I used to listen to podcasts. I used to start listening to, uh, well, I started with Joe Rogan, but then like Tim Ferriss and guys like that. And there's just that voice sometimes you need. And, and that's why I just love, you know, interviewing people and just hearing those things and getting those nuggets and, you know, being able to inspire people the best way we can, you know? So what, uh, what is your, let's like, what does your day look like? What's your daily routine look like for a successful guy like yourself? Well, what's my daily routine now? And what was my daily routine back when I was like out? Well, yeah, let's do both. Let's see the transition just to show in reflection, right? Yeah. Let's- look, my daily routine for a long time was I would wake up at four in the morning. I'd be at the gym by four 30. 
uh, and this is every single day. Um, I would be at the office by seven. I would kind of get ready. And then uh, at 7.30, I would kind of practice my, my, my skills. By eight o'clock, I'd be on the phones. Uh, I'd be on the phones from eight to 11.30 every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, 12 o'clock, I would take a lunch break. At one o'clock, I would follow up on all my leads. And this is important. If you notice, the first part of the day was all about generating wealth, generating business. And I think too many people get caught up in servicing the business. Go generate the business first, and then you service the business in the afternoon. And that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give your audience. Um, and then in the afternoon, that's what I would do. I would service the business that came as a result of a powerful morning. You know, today, nowadays, it's, it's mainly, you know, we've got seven offices, 400 agents. I've got a group from all across the country, really, on, on a coaching call once a week. It's really more about educating others now. And so I typically work Monday through Thursday at one and then Thursday afternoon through Sunday, I'm with my kids or I'm hanging out and trying to have fun, uh, so forth and so on. Although I will tell you this, that might change because I have a new goal. I want to buy a $10 million house on the ocean. And so that's kind of re-inspiring me right now. So I might have to keep <laughs> up the notch right now. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So let's, okay, where you're at now, you got huge goals like that. What is like, what is a real struggle or adversity that you're noticing nowadays, you know, on your day to day that you have to overcome because I don't believe in struggle or adversity anymore. No, you just overcome it. I think it's all bullshit in our heads and yeah. imaginary and I just don't feed into it. I just don't, I just make a decision to buy into it and I, I'm just at a place in my life be, be, because I put in the work previously. Yeah. I'm just at a place in my life where I snap my fingers. I want something to happen. It happens. It shows up period in the story. doesn't necessarily need to happen immediately, but I'm just at a place in my life where I don't give any of that, any energy because I've, I've been able to prove to myself over and over and over again that I really am a summation of my thoughts and feelings. And if I can control my thoughts and feelings, everything else works itself. Man, I love that. You got it on autopilot where you don't even let it, doesn't, doesn't even cloud your thoughts at all. And that's, that's, that's super important, man. That's the whole thing. If, like, if you let it take over, it'll take over you, right? Yeah, and, yeah it absolutely will. And, and, and listen, if you want to break down success and failure, success is simply uh, 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 um, um, like Earl Nightingale said, success is simply a um, realization of a worthwhile goal. Well, how do you achieve the worthwhile goal? By controlling your thoughts and your energy and your emotions. That's it. Awesome, man. All right, let's, uh, let's get you plugged. Let's make sure everybody can find you. What's your social media and website and everything? Yeah. Uh, Danny Morell, D-A-N-N-Y-M-O-R-E-L. Uh, website, honest, and that's on Instagram. I'm really big on Instagram. So yeah, I'll, I'll add you on there too. Um, but, you know, really more than anything, I can't express it enough. I'll put our event up against any event in the country on the planet. No event compares to the value you will receive as a human being, being and as an entrepreneur at Relentless. And, I, and, 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 and if by day three you don't believe that too, I'll give you triple your money back. That's how confident I am. It just doesn't exist. Um, the purpose of the event, the spirit behind the event, the integrity of the event, um, the growth that you experience. I mean, we have people literally – to this day, they email me that say they lost 40 pounds and they increased their income by 40%. That, that's how crazy the event is. Wow. Um, so yeah, relentlessevent.com and we'll see you guys there July 24th, 25th, 26th in Anaheim, California. 
with the keynote speaker, Kobe Bryant. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I'm going to have that in the show notes. Everybody check this out. This is, uh, this could be super powerful. Um, how many, like where, where, how many seats do you have? Is it a big event or is it? Yeah, it's, uh, we'll have 2,800 people this year. Okay. Um, we've sold, I would say just under half the tickets already. Um, okay. yeah, it's going to be powerful. Yeah. Kobe himself can be there. That's awesome. Absolutely is. Awesome, man. So if I could just get one, one tip for you, for, for everybody that is over going through adversity to overcome it, you know, what is one thing that you could give to them today that they could apply into their lives? Yeah. I would say that more important than having resources is being resourceful with the resources that you have. And I would say that if you really look at your adversity shift away from looking at the adversity and shift to what do you have now? And guys, I don't, I don't care if what you have now is just yourself. Well then figure out a way to use yourself, your own mind, your own goodness, your own heart and soul, your own mouth to speak, to help you move a little bit further out of the adversity, you know? Um, because I think too many of us are waiting for resources and that's not what's needed. Resourcefulness is needed. And I'll give you a perfect example because this happens. And I'm going to challenge your audience here. Some of you felt something in your heart when I said, you know, I, I, I flat out just, it's not even a belief. It's a knowing. I flat out know there's no better event for you than Relentless. But you might live in Florida, for example. So right away, what the ego starts to do is the ego will say, okay, well, the ticket is two ninety five dollars for three days. And then on top of that, I got to get the flight. That's another 500 bucks. And then the hotel is another 500 bucks. And that's 1300 bucks. Oh my God. Well, I don't have 1300 bucks. See, that's you thinking, please listen. Yeah. That's you thinking that you don't have resources. But I'm telling you is, is if you get resourceful, that 1300 bucks is, it's no problem. And you're there at the event and your life changes at the event. And that's the difference that makes the difference is most of us get stuck by not having resources where I'm telling you right now, all the successful people that I know that I've ever met are just really, really, really resourceful with what they have. I love it, man. That's awesome. That's gold right there. Guys, make sure you check him out. Danny Morrell. He's got some um, incredible value and make sure you check out his, his event and all his social media. It's been super awesome to have you on, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's been great. And I look forward to meeting your audience uh, either at the event or on social media. Absolutely, man. Okay. All the best, man. Take care. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. and We want this thing to grow. So Go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.